0: So welcome to an all new Deep Cuts Live. I'm your host, Antoine Reed, and we have a very special guest. I've been very excited about this show in particular uh, because he's coming from a slightly different industry, even though he's still related to the cigar industry, but we have with us Julio Cabrera. So thank, thank you, you for coming on. <laughs> like, I'm honored and excited. You know, back in a, a former life when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to be, I was always intrigued by bartending but it wasn't in the cards for me. (laughs) So
1: So, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, like I said, thank you for coming on. Um, My pleasure. Yeah, so people always want to know how, you know, we meet and and how this kind of show comes together. So I was, you know, wandering around the trade show floor at the PCA uh, Premium Cigar Association trade show in July, and I came across your booth and I, I know you uh, work with Frank, who I've known from you when know, he used to work at Drew Estate. So it really was like, I was like, what's, you know, this is a new brand. This is all, you know, it's always fun to see new brands come into the market. And uh, you were there with Frank and Rebecca. And it was just like a, a really nice, you know, quick conversation as you had retailers come in to talk to you. But I really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, and I've actually... Uh, you know, I've actually tried your cigar. Um, one of them, I forget which one it was like the, I want to say the maestro or something like that. Maybe I have to look back at my notes, but, um, it was a very good, you know, very good cigar. So I'm looking forward to kind of talking to you about your <laughs> love of cigars, but also Thank kind you. of your career leading up to this. Um, usually how we start off deep cuts now is a, a kind of a icebreaker question. So, um, for you, I wanted to ask you like, if you had the chance to make a cocktail for anyone, you know, dead or alive, who would that person be? And what cocktail would you make for that person?
1: Oh, Interesting. Uh, I mean, I always say my, my dad, my dad, I, when I was a bartender in Cuba, I think uh, just once my, my dad, Uh, had the possibility to visit me and it was not during my shift it was during a competition so uh it was during a competition i won the competition thanks god (laughs) uh in front of him for the first time but i was working in a place that was a little bit far from from he was living at so he was not able to to sit in my bar and and have a drink from me ever so um at home, yeah, of course, uh, rum, rum and coke, something, something simple. But a real drink in a bar I was working at, I never had the chance to do it. So I was I was expecting once I, you know, uh, based here in Miami, uh, to have my dad at some point here and uh, to open a bar, to open a bar in his honor too and, and make a drink for him. But, you know, uh, unfortunately, he, he passed before. I opened Café La Trova, uh, the bar that was inspired in in the, the place he lost and in Cantineros culture and all that. So when I opened La Trova, you know, uh, it was a little bit after he passed away. So I, I didn't have the chance to to make a drink, a real drink for my dad sitting in front of me on the other side of the bar. But yeah, it, that's that's the person I would love to, to make a drink, to make a drink, yeah.
0: Awesome. Uh, you know, that I think leads to a good segue into, so you were born in Cuba. Is that correct? Or?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was born in Cuba and I, I came to the state with with 42 years old, uh, almost 20 years ago.
0: Wow. Um, you know, in the cigar world, you know, Cuba's like, you know, everything. (laughs) It's like everything kind of in the cigar world kind of originated from Cuba. Um, but you know there when we have some people in the industry who you know like you move from cuba at some point in their life what was it like growing up in cuba because i think a lot of people especially here in the us we hear about it but unless you're kind of in the miami area or you know florida you don't really get a lot like especially the upper the more north you go you don't really get a lot of people encounter a lot of people from cuba so What was
1: it like growing up in cuba uh it was great i mean it's a blessed to be cuban uh to you know to born cuba for me it was it it was amazing cuba is a great country i mean uh it's a great country and we don't have you know unfortunately we have the system we have the political system and the government we have for 65 years but it's not our fault but cuba is a great country and uh during my childhood, uh, you know I, I was happy. I didn't know what was going on beside of my neighborhood and 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 all that. when I when I grew up when I grew up, I mean I, I started understanding a little bit more. I started traveling, working outside the country and I realized a lot of things and so I decided to to base with my family here in the state at first in Mexico and then in the States. But for me, being Cuban is amazing. Cuba have you know one of the best cigars in the world. Uh, one of the best rum, one of the best people, one of the best music, one of the best culture. So for me being Cuban, I i could I could learn all that before coming here. So for me it was important to be there, to learn and work with all these brands and to have some knowledge and to have, to, to feed myself with a lot of things that I can implement here in the States.
0: So I'm always curious for people growing up you know obviously you didn't like what did you want to be when you were growing up like did you say i wanted to be a bartender right away or did you have some other profession in mind when you were a child
1: yeah i mean when i was a child i I wanted to be uh engineer a doctor a doctor something so i studied engineer agriculture engineer so i specialized in in coffee and citrus I studied tobacco too. Tobacco is one sin, one one class, one class, but I, I didn't specialize in that because I was living in another area, in are not in Rio. But I specialize in coffee and I work in coffee plantations on the mountains and uh, sugarcane and citrus my last years. And then I decided to move to hospitality 35 years ago in 99. So when I decided to move to hospitality, it was following family tradition. As I as I mentioned before, my dad used to own bars and, and, and coffee shops in Cuba before Castro and he lost it. He, he lost everything. He was selling cigars there too. A lot of cigars in, in those places who used to serve, you know, more than cocktails like rum, be, beers and coffee, cigars and all that. And uh, he lost all the businesses. So I, one of my goals Growing up and being an engineer, one of my goals was to, to be able to follow the family tradition of being a a bartender and, and take again, like uh, the hospitality business.
0: So, um, when you made that move from being an agricultural engineer to bartending or hospitality, what was that transition like? Did you encounter any? resistance from your friends or your family about it like what were what were their reactions you know obviously I, like, I, that you wanted to do as well so i don't I like well, what were their reactions and how did that make you feel
1: i mean I, I was totally decided to do uh to make that move i was engineer but i was a little bit, it was a little bit boring boring for me to be just surrounded by plants in the middle of the field every morning every afternoon I was in the field with plants, which is good. I love my profession. I love what I study, but my per- my personality is a little a, a little bit different. So I'm I'm more like uh, a people to be surrounded with 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 people and mm-hmm. with music and with now with party because I I don't party too much, but I I love to have fun to have fun and to be in another kind of environment. So after some years as engineer on a horse, you know, going around. On a horse because I didn't have anything else. Uh, it was it, it was a a little bit boring for me and uh, you know I, I, different different personality. So when I decided to move, uh, since day one I I realized that was that was my place. Since day one I I found my place like a fish in the water, like a, oh this is what this is me. This, now I can be myself. I can I can I can give everything. I. I can because you know, like uh, it's a lot of things. It's uh, it, the passion for the music, for the dancing, for acting. You can have it behind the bar too. It's not just making drinks. It's entertaining entertaining people, and that was part of my DNA. And uh, and behind the bar, I found myself, and I I could do it with with the with the guests all the time, and, and for me, it was amazing. And yeah, but. But I mentioned that to my dad, to my family, when we sit down at the table and I say, listen, uh, I'm going to quit being an engineer. I'm moving behind the bar and I'm going to be a bartender. Even if my dad knew that, you know, it was his profession, it's, it's not what he wanted from me. He wanted for me to be a great engineer, a great professional. But it, it's, it's, it, was, it was not, you know, what I, what I was thinking. And he was, of course, he... He disagreed, he disagree. my mom too, but believe me, after six months, he'd call me and say, this is the best decision you ever you ever made. So I was glad, I was glad he told me that. He told me that's the best decision. Even when I was coming to the state, when I decided to leave Cuba, we sit down, uh, again, the whole family say, okay, I'm leaving. I'm leaving forever, it's not to work for a couple months, I'm leaving. I'm going to have my family with me. We, we all live in here. We ca- I cannot be the professional I want. I cannot reach the place I want in this country. I, I You know, my dreams and my goals are out of here, and we're and and that's the decision. He, he told me, why are you you and You have a good job here. You're working in Italy. You're working here. You travel the world. You know, like, uh, you're good. You have your house, and say, yeah, but. It's a lot of things that I don't have, the freedom, freedom I don't have. And and I, I, I reached the top of what I can reach here. And I think I, I can give much more. So they, of course, they disagreed because they, they had to stay alone. My sister was living in Spain at that time. And I'm talking 20 years ago. My sister was already living in Spain. And I was the o- the other child, the other uh, kid. So uh, they, they had to stay alone in Cuba. And of course, I didn't like it. But again, after a couple of years after I moved to the state, like two years after, he told me, that's the best dec- decision you you ever made. Because they saw, you know, the improvement. They, they saw the happiness. They saw what we were doing, the kids, mostly for my kids. They were, you know, like, a, it's another future for them here. And even another future for me that I was 42 when I came. I'm almost 60 now. But it was totally another future and, and we can reach our goals when, when we come to this country. So again, he told me, he told me that it was a good decision.
0: And I'm sure like when he told you that it, like, obviously you had made peace with it cause you had to, cause you had to do what you wanted to do and what you knew was right for you. But I'm sure that made you feel a little bit better that he kind of gave his blessing of it because no matter what age you are, you sometimes you still look for your, to your parents. And parental figures in your life to kind of give you their blessing of, of something that makes you feel like a little bit better. At
1: least it does for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because you know sometimes you have to announce to your parents a decision, a decision like that. They they have to work so hard to pay your 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 university and then to you know to to make you a better per, a person. And uh, and then you you decide to change what you study with a lot of sacrifice and then. You decide to leave the country to start from zero again. It's a hard decision, and so when when we are blessed with with something like that, that okay, you you now I understand you did you know you you make the right decision. So it is yeah for me it was like a yeah I, I it was like a no longer that 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 uh, heavy you know heavy heavy things on us you know like uh, we we feel we felt much better after that.
0: So when you finally got into bartending, what was that like? Because as you said, you were in this agricultural engineering background and bartending seems almost like the opposite end of a spectrum. (laughs) Seems completely different. So like like what about it like really made something like and you snap and say, This is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing or this is fulfilling to me and this is what I want to do as a uh, not just as a hobby or side hustle but as a profession
1: yeah it was, it was it, there were a lot of things uh, that happened at the same time uh in Cuba at that time it was 89 1989 so uh at some point as i said I, I i wasn't enjoying that much what i was doing even if i liked what i studied not what i was doing so i had a friend of mine and another cousin a friend and a cousin that they had they they moved from all the profession to to hotel business to hospitality and one we was bartending the other one was uh, like a server in a hotel and they told me that is it was totally different and i remember the, mem- the 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 stories from my parents when they owned the cafe in cuba the the coffee shop the the bar all the parties the music the friends the you know like a different style and all the memories that they they share with me every night uh, about uh, those businesses, and I say, you know what? Uh, it'll be so, it'll be cool if, if I if I can do, you know, what my parents do, with my family, because it was my dad with my my grandpa and my grandma, not my mom, but you know, with with my pretty much my whole family. It, it'll be cool if I if I can do the same, if I can. Do that because I think that is more, more like uh, what I am, more, more closer to me, my personality. So uh, that's why you know, that's what may, makes me uh, make that decision. You know, the friends, my friends, my cousin, and 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 uh, you know the, that I was not really enjoying what I was doing, and that makes me uh, make that decision. Yeah.
0: So. When you were kind of going through the process of learning how to be you know a bartender, what was like that first skill that you had to master in order you know to to really get into this this new profession
1: so it was it was uh today I can say two different things one that we have to learn in the school and the other one that you have to learn where you're working at that nobody teaches you at the school and I remember. We have to learn by memory a lot of classic cocktails, a lot of classics, and a lot of techniques. How to how to make the cocktail with the ten, precise technique and and the right amount, measuring everything, and to memorize all the recipe of classic cocktail. But when when I went my first time, when I was behind the bar, my first time, my first day, and somebody or order a drink that I study is a classic cocktail. Somebody ordered a drink. I totally forgot it. I, I, I didn't know. I totally forgot everything that, that I studied. And little by little, I have to relax my, myself and 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 to, mem- you know, remember all the, the recipes. But something that we have to learn, we had to learn before going behind the bar was classic cocktails, the recipes and the technique, how to make them. But something that I learned in, in the first one or two months after I started bartending it was a uh, service hospitality it's not about the drink you make it's not how you make it it's how you treat people how you make people happy it's not somebody order oh can i have a mojito yeah you make the best mojito you are you charge you know like uh, you you charge but it's not about that it's everything you 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 make with the guests while you're preparing the mojito. Or even before, or even after you give them the mojito, is the hospitality, the experience, or the whole experience that you provide while you serving somebody, and and something that I learned with a, with somebody that he was even younger than me at that time. I was twenty five. This guy was eighteen years old, and he was when I when I started bartending with him. It was like one year already in that bar. He told me, "Okay, I'm gonna teach you something that." You, you you won't ever forget his you know, hospitality like uh, how you have to deal with the guests since they arrived to the bar until they they leave and he was like uh, crazy like cleaning and talking to the people and uh, having fun with people you know like uh, hitting with them it was it was amazing to to see how this guy interact with the guests. And everybody was laughing. Everybody loved him. And I say, this is what I have to learn. Hospitality, you know, like a, how to provide an experience other than drink. People drink, whatever. But, you know, how you act with them. And it, it is what I like. It's what I like about this profession. Is It's, you know, it's another profession that is pretty similar. It's a a barber. The barber, mm-hmm. when you go to a barber shop, you find some barber that they I cut in your hair and talking to you, asking for your family. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I have a bar. Oh, amazing! Hey, what are you doing? At the end, you become friend, and he knows all your life. You know all his life. Oh, I have a son that practice baseball, and he's uh, so. In in one year, you become friends, and you know all all your life. And and sometimes you go to a barber and say, Oh, what what are you gonna do? no oh, I need some cut here there. Uh, a little bit, Oh, that's fine. So he make a perfect cut, but they don't mention a single word in the whole process. At the end, oh, it's 20 bucks. Oh, thank you. You pay and you leave. That, that was not an experience. Even if the haircut was perfect, it was not an experience. Probably you, you're you not going back. You're not going back to the guy. You're going back to the other guy who have a conversation with you and, and, and make that exactly the same with the bartender. And that's what I learned about this profession. And that's why I love it. And I've been 35 years doing it. And I probably probably know I'm going to be doing it for the rest of my life with the cigars, of course. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And it's funny that you say that because everything that you just described about the hospitality is all like integrated with the cigar industry. Like whether you're a retailer or a sales rep or a brand owner, there's so much hospitality mixed in with what you have to do. And it's exactly the same. if you are like that um barber that you just mentioned if you're the barber that just says here's a cigar i'll send you an invoice you know that person might not come back to your brand like they will say oh you know i didn't get a very personal experience it felt very transactional um but you really do have to kind of bring that hospitality uh spirit into like everything that you do even even just friendships with with people like building uh networking and, and like i said becoming friends with people it's like you, yeah. you have to have that hospitality mindset but at least here in the US i don't think you know, like you're you're really taught what that means anymore <laughs> you know you have to hope for like you like to, to find a mentor that kind of can can
1: teach you that and then cigar business has this in common with with uh, bar with bars the so, uh, socializing, you know, the socializing aspect. When you go to a bar, the first reason you go to a bar is to socialize with all the people. It's not to have a drink or to listen to music or to meet a girl. It's to socialize, to to socialize with people. Even if you're going alone or if you're going with a group of people, you're going to have fun to socialize. Cigar business is the same. When you, have, when you are surrounded by people and you have cigars, you know, it, it's a moment to relax, to talk. To you know, like uh, to 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 socialize between people and and to have at least one hour, everybody's talking, everybody's relaxing with a cigar. So it's it's a moment to, and and it's exactly the same what's happening in a bar. So in the cigar business, it's the same. When you have cigars and you are in cigar business, sit down with people, give give them cigars, have a moment. You know how many friends I have made through the years with cigars even probably more than behind the bar, probably more. And I've been all my life behind the bar, but I've been, not all my life, but, you know, the last 25, 30 years in a cigar, not business, but as a consumer, as a cigar aficionado, I've been with cigars. And, and it, it's amazing what a cigar can do when you give somebody a cigar, say, oh, let's sit down, if if you don't, if you don't know them. You give them a cigar. You sit down. You have a drink together, and you start talking, enjoying the cigar. Mate, it's not the same if you're having a glass of water and you sit down with somebody that you don't know. And nah, it's not gonna happen with a, with a glass of water or or even with nothing. But with a cigar, oh, let's have a drink. Let's have a cigar. Let's start talking. And at the end, your friends. Oh, give me a business card. What you do? What? So a cigar. I have made tons of friends in business and business from cigars. So that's something amazing that sometimes when you are behind the bar, you meet people, but it's so quick. You have to be uh, you know, with so many people at the same time that you don't have time to talk about business, about your family, about anything. But when you sit down with somebody with a cigar, you have all the time of the world to talk about whatever. So I have, I have made so many friends and so many business with cigars because of cigars.
0: Yeah, you know what? And I've heard that a lot from um, many people in the cigar industry. And um, for many of these people, that's why they got into the industry, because, you know, they started off as a consumer or maybe a retailer. And they just saw how many doors were open because of that cigar, that sharing that moment with someone and just getting to know them and and talking to them. And, you know, that bond that they made, you know, is just transferred over uh, into like a ongoing friendship networking thing. And they remember that person like, oh, that's, that's that person I shared that cigar with in that cigar store, or, you know, uh, at, you know, after a great meal at a restaurant, we had a, got a great cigar or after that great event, you know, it's just like, People
1: don't forget, people yeah, don't
0: forget that. They don't, <laughs> you know, um, I think it's, it's, it's hard to, to, to talk to you without mentioning, um, La Trova. So tell us about Cafe La Trova because I think a lot of people, because I know like I follow you on Instagram and I've I've seen some people who are really into like the hospitality part of, they're they're in Miami area, they work in the cigar industry and there's a lot of people who are like big fans of you. Um, And I, and I know it's because of um, Cafe La Trova. So tell us a little bit about how that came about.
1: Yeah. Cafe La Trova is a dream, a dream come true. It's a dream. A dream bar that I had for years. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it in Cuba or in any other country, but, you know, I, I came to the United States with, with that goal to, when the moment comes, you know, when I was ready to open my bar that represents my family history and uh, the cantineros, that's the Cuban style of bartending, and everything that is important in the Cuban culture. So La Trova means traditional Cuban music. That's the name of the traditional Cuban music. I wanted to have a place with live music but also with uh, Cuban classic cocktails, uh, Cuban food, uh, the traditional Cuban food with some twist, but also the Cantinero style, rum, coffee, and cigars. Because in my dad's bar in Cuba, they had all, all that, everything. Like Not like music, but uh, they have everything else. So I wanted to have a place with all that. And I had all the ideas, and when I was ready to do it, that was five years ago, you know, I uh, we opened a Toa with with the help of some some uh, friends that my business partners and uh, and my whole family works there. My son, my wife, my daughter, is in New York now, but uh, she used to work uh, with me before finishing the university. And my cousins, my father-in-law, everybody works, works there. It's a family business as well, and I'm I'm pretty happy since day one. We have had uh, a a huge success. You know, it was a concept that people like it is is authentic, and we we think we do it right. We respect the, the guests, and and we give them uh, the best for them. And uh, you know, we have won since year one. We have won several awards, like one of the best bar and restaurant in the United States, uh, one of the best bar and restaurant of the world. Uh, you know we are the place 21 right now in the world but we have been every year in in you know within the best 50 or something like that and uh we have won best bartender of the united states best bar team in united states uh i don't know how many other uh one of the best new bar in in united states one of the one of the best one of the best bar restaurant bar in united states and uh what else i don't know how many awards but the most <laughs> important is that people are happy yeah la trova is like that and uh you know we have had uh huge events and huge people everybody all the famous jeff bezos those who la trova cam newton to smoke cigar with me of course <laughs> and <laughs> nfl nfl players uh we 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 have had a lot of good people because we respect privacy and Ali keys i mean I. Bunch of people who go to La Trova because it's, they love the ambience and the atmosphere, and uh, and they love the cigar, so they 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 go to smoke cigars, and I love I love that too. So we have a place for that, and I'm happy with, with, with La Trova and what all the staff is doing there. You know. So, of course,
0: the, the big thing that's coming up now is you know you just launched your own cigar brand. Which, you know, so you're you're launched, you know, you've made a name, a big name for yourself in this bartending world. Uh, You have this great, like I said, restaurant bar that people go to, and now you're you're taking on the cigar world. So, what made you want to take on, you know, like I said, this cigar world? Because it's one thing to like cigars, but it's always a different challenge to say, now I'm going to, you know, go on and and make my own cigar. So,
1: it it was a challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. It, it, it's, a, it's a challenge. Everything in life is a challenge, and I love challenge. So uh, cigars is is related with my life since since I was born. Since I was a kid, my dad was a huge fan of cigars. Not producer, selling cigars in his his bar and smoking cigars. He was with a cigar in his, hand, in his hand all day long. He told me like three, four, five cigars a day, and. Uh, and I saw my dad smoking cigar all the time. When I when I was uh, like 20 something, I started smoking cigar with my dad too, little by little. Now my son started a little bit earlier, with 18 years, with my daughter. My daughter was uh, 15, 15 or 14. They started smoking cigar before before I started, you know. But with 28, I think I started smoking cigar with my dad. And I, I learned the passion of cigar from him. But I never thought to make a cigar, really. I never thought to make a cigar. But you know, here at La Trova, uh, we had so many people coming and joining cigar with us. We don't have, you know, uh, too many brands. We have our own brands, Cafe La Trova brand from Nicaragua. But I decided, you know what, I if if I'm if I'm a, a person who, that people knows about cigars everywhere I go, every country I visit people ask me for cigars and they want to smoke a cigar with me because I have a cigar all the time with cigars and everywhere I go, the first things I do is to smoke a cigar and enjoy the moment with a cigar. So people know me in the industry, in the, in the bar industry, they know me for a cigar guy too. And I say, you know what? It'll be cool to have my my own brand of cigar. So I started doing some research how to do it because I didn't know. So I, I was doing research, going to Nicaragua, visiting factories smoking, all cigars, all the brands, all the, the manufacturers, I, and I mean, all of them are good. I mean, the most of them are really good cigars, but I was looking for my profile, the profile I wanted, the profile I liked it. And I found in Oliva cigars, Oliva the, has the consistency, quality, uh, and flavors, everything that I wanted. And I knew, because, you know, I'm an engineer and I, I know... Uh, a lot of process, fermentation, aging, how you, you know, from the field when, when they grow the tobacco. So I was visiting all the plants and I, after visiting a lot of people and smoking cigars for some years, I, I say, you know what, uh, it'll be good if they can make my cigars. And I, I started a conversation with them and they agreed. They, they accepted to, to make my cigar and uh, yeah, I'm really happy. Really, really happy for that, and I think it's the, exactly what I wanted. The best quality, the best quality, the best tobacco leaf. The, you know, the best I could ask. Even if the other cigars are really good too, I love a lot of cigars, but I think uh, they had what I was looking for, and I'm, I'm really happy with with the quality and the consistency and everything. So. Uh, in PCA this year in July, we launched it in Vegas. They're not ready for distribution yet. They're coming, coming pretty soon from Nicaragua. Yeah, it, we launch it in, in July and in PCA in Vegas. And uh I'm happy, I'm happy. You know, like uh, everything everything starts from here and then little by little. But yeah, I'm really happy. It's it's, it's uh honoring my, my dad too. It's an it's an honor to my dad. That's why the name Sacrificio. Sacrificio, so Sacrificio is the name of the place that my my dad owned, used to own in Cuba before Castro, Café El Sacrificio. So Café El Sacrificio was the name of the place. And my dad's nickname, everybody know, uh, used to know my dad as Sacrificio, not by his name, because the name of the place. So they used to call him Sacrificio, Sacrificio, and I was Sacrificio's son, Uh, the son of the uh, Sacrificio. when i decided to to do the the brand i say you know the, the best name I, I could give is the name of my my dad of the 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 bar's name sacrificio so and even inside inside the boxes you can see you know my uh, picture of my dad and some of the story behind the brand and for me it's for me it's you know like a piece to honor my 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 dad and my family legacy as well uh, about cigars. So it, it's, it, was, it, was, it is a challenge. It's, it's, it's a challenge, but I'm open to all the challenge. And it's something that I do. I'm creating something that is not, you know, out of my word. Cigar is part of my word and and, and, and why not?
0: So I'm always curious for people who are just starting their brands. Um, I'm sure it's different being a consumer of cigars, where you can just go into a store and buy whatever cigar you like. To suddenly creating your own cigar. So as you were working with Oliva to kind of create a cigar, you know, the best cigar that you possibly could, what did you learn from working with the Oliva team about cigar making that maybe you didn't know before as just a, a consumer?
1: Uh it's, it's, it's about the the values, the values of the the, the process, the the making process. They don't uh, they don't cut corners, you know, they don't cut corners in the production since they have a little plant. When they grow the cigars, they grow in the in the perfect way and uh, with all the steps and then the aging process, the the fermenting process and the manufacturing process. For me, they're 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 good. And you know, as I said, there are a lot of good cigars out there that I enjoy too, but I was impressed. In the consistency in the with the production and the quality of the production and 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 everything. So I say, you know what? This is the this is the the people I need for for my brand.
0: And consistency is like key to cigars. Yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. And I'm sure and I'm sure in bartending as well. Um, you know, it's also kind of important as well to have consistency in what you make. Um, you know, because, or is it, or, or is consistency as, as important in bartending? I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same because when, when you are a bartender, the consistency in your drinks, it should be the same. That was the question, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you make a cocktail, when you are behind the bar and, and you're making a cocktail, the cocktail should be always the same. So if you have a guest that come to your bar today and asks you for a martini, a dry martini, and you make it this way, if he coming next week or if he's coming every every week, you have to make the same martini. And not you, everybody in your bar has to make exactly the same cocktail all the time. It's not that today you're making a cocktail this way and tomorrow you're gonna make it another way. You know all the ingredients had have, have to be fresh fresh lime use fresh everything, the best quality ingredients. And if you make a martini with the best quality gin, best quality vermouth, it should be good. Everything else is the technique you use to make the martini, the kind of ice. So in the in the cigar world is the same. You have to use the best ingredients that is a tobacco leaf, but that's starting from the plant, the little plant. And and the consistency it's everything because you cannot make a good cigar this year and then next year, the same brand is not, it's not the same. You It, it should be, it should be always the same.
0: Yeah. I was about to say that consistency is what builds consistent business <laughs> as well. Like you, like you said, you, if you think about the bartending world uh, and the cigar world, you want, you know, the customer to come back for that experience they had. So if they had a really good experience, if, whether it is a, a, great cocktail or a great cigar, you want them to con- be able to continue to provide that same, you know, quality, that same um, consistent product over and over Ex- again. Exactly, and exactly a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's like you know. training. I never thought about like, especially in a bartending world, training everyone to make it the same way in that one establishment. So that if that one person who made that cocktail that one night isn't working another night that you know, that person won't say, "Oh, well, I'm I'm going to leave because."
1: And that that's happened like a kid. lot. That's happened a lot. You go to a place and you order a cocktail, and you come in next day with another bartender, and it's totally different. Totally different. Say, "Oh no, I want I want the so if you if you have a bar, everybody should make uh, they everybody must make the same cocktail all the time because all the guests when the guest is coming. With different bartenders, different nights, it should be always the same cocktail. So that's why you have to train them how to make. And cigar factory the same. In cigar factory, you have to train them how to make the cigars in the same, in the same, uh, with, with the consistency, with the same quality. So,
0: in terms of what you you and Oliva created, could you tell us a little bit about you know the end product, like the cigars that will be. Uh, coming to market pretty soon from your brand?
1: Yeah, we have we have four Vitolas. Uh, the first one is the Junior. It's a Robusto. It's Connecticut Grab. Connecticut Grab with uh, Nicaraguan filler. It's very mild. It's mild, creamy, perfect for to enjoy uh, the first cigars in the day, in the morning, even in the afternoon, but early afternoon, uh, specifically with Cappuccino cappuccino, cafe con leche, latte. And uh, if you thinking about cocktails, I can say a Daiquiri, Mojito, something like that. Not too strong, not speedy forward, something refreshing. So Daiquiri and Mojito are perfect with that. A glass of champagne, that's a, that's a cigar created for a glass of champagne. Simple, not super uh, powerful or, or medium or medium full. This one is mild, but it's very good. Robusto, uh, five by fifty and and yeah creamy connecticut. The other one is uh, lancero. Lancero I call elegante because it's really very elegant. It's uh, seven by thirty eight is uh Havano. It's a kind of uh Havano with you know all Havano uh fillers and have uh, Cameroon grapper and no Cameroon binder and, and Havano grapper as well. The grupper is all Habano, with the filler and and camera, uh, binder. It's really good. It's medium, but it's it's a uh, Habano Habano style uh, cigar. It's like I can say like 50 minutes, 45, 50 minutes smoking. The Junior, the the Robusto, is like 30, 35. I can say 35, 40. This one is 45, 50. The other one is a Maestro. The Maestro is a Torpedo. Torpedo is uh, 52 by six and a half inches is a Sumatra grab, Sumatra grab and all Nicaraguan filler with some Dominican Piloto as well. This is one of my favorite. I mean, all of them are my favorite, depending what you're drinking, depending the time you have and depending the time of the day. So if, I, if I'm right now in the middle of the, you know, early afternoon and I'm having a cappuccino, of course, I'm gonna have the, the Robusto, the Junior. And if I have 45, less than an hour, I'm gonna take the Lancero. But this one, the Torpedo is, is, is amazing for the flavor, the complexity is medium, but it's more like leather, leather and, and some soil, soil after the raining, something like that. It's, it's very, not too complex. It's easy smoking. You can have the same complexity of the cigar in the three-third of the cigars. I love it. And also for the size. The size for me is per- perfect, 52, like six, six and a half. It's, 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 it's amazing. So the, the Maestro, that is a torpedo, is, is one of my favorite as well. And the last one of the Vitola is uh, El Caballo. El Caballo, the name, say, say, say it all. El Caballo is a doble toro. Doble toro, six by 60. Uh, it's a totally Habano, Habano Oscuro. Habano Oscuro, uh, Lancero is Habano Claro. This one is Habano Oscuro, and it's medium full, medium full. This one has some taste of chocolate, notes of chocolate, coffee, and and it's medium full, but it's not too aggressive, not too uh, too full. It's medium, medium full. But you can smoke it in, I can say, an hour 20 or 90 minutes, an hour 30 and it's very good. It's people's, uh, pe- people's favorite. The double total is people's favorite cigar. So, this is the four Vitolas we have for now. For next year, we will launch in, uh, another one. Every year, we're launching a new Vitola. But for now, the base are these four. And uh, as I said before, I'm really happy with, with, with all of them. I would not change anything in the coming production. I would not change anything. I'm happy with that. And that's why we text it before launching. We text it a lot of of times, a lot of months, trying the cigars and smoking the cigars and being sure that is what I wanted.
0: Um, When you were describing the cigars and you're saying the different things you can drink with it, I thought that was interesting because in the cigar world, everyone kind of gravitates towards, you know, bourbon or whiskey or rum. Um, But yeah, I know you mentioned like, you know, one cigar would go well with champagne. For example, like, how do you approach that? Cause I'm sure that there are some people who know that you like cigars that, you know, your establishment, your the Cafe La Trova offers that cigar experience as well as the drinks. So how do you approach that? Like, how do you guide people into finding the perfect drink to pair with the the right cigar?
1: Yeah, coming, coming from the bar industry, as a mixologist, like people say mixologist, but you know, as a professional bartender and mixologist, we have to understand all the flavors. So we know, we know what combined with every food, every dish, every plate. Uh, if, if you're having a meat, we know exactly what kind of cocktail or what kind of spirit goes with the meat. A kind of dessert, if you're having fish or it's a fried, fried food, we know what kind of cocktail goes with that. So knowing that, it's exactly the same with the cigar. One of the one of the the things Havana sommelier knows is how to pair, how to combine every cigar, every vitola, every flavor of the cigar with drinks, not just with spirits, with cocktails. So if you give me a cigar now and I I smoke the cigar, knowing the flavor of the cigar, I can say what what is the best spirit. Spirit or cocktail to combine the cigar, and you don't have to overpower overpower the flavor of the cigar, or vice versa. All the cigar, all the power, the flavor of the cocktail. So you have to, to you have to, you have to know you have to know uh, which spirit or cocktail uh, to pair with with cigars. So in case of my cigars, and I have here. So in case of my cigars, this is the Connecticut. Let me see, this one here, the Connecticut. So this one here is the, the one that I recommend with champagne, for example, with Daiquiri, that kind of cocktail. The second one, and cappuccino. The second one the Lancero, this one here, I recommend it with espresso, espresso coffee, because it's a Habano kind, espresso, rum, but not too age, a rum like seven, 12 years old, and uh, like a kind of Manhattan, Manhattan, that kind of culture, not too overpower uh, the cigar. And uh, this one here, that is a maestro is one of my, my favorite. This one I, I recommended with port. Port, single malt, blended scotch, that kind of style, thinking about the flavors of the cigar. It's Sumatra, Sumatra grab, Dominican Piloto, when you smoke, you realize the flavors that have a leather and and soil wet wet soil something like that is 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 better for to have a port like 10 20 years old or a good scotch like a 12 years old macallan or something or glenlivet and uh and a black coffee not not to say espresso black coffee espresso was for the habano habano kind so you have to know that and El Caballo is is a double total. This one, I can say uh, age rum, like 18 years old, 18 years old rum, cognac, a good brandy, or double double espresso, a double espresso, cocktail, old fashioned, like a good whiskey old fashioned. You can have a whiskey as well, but you know, like uh, I'm thinking about rum with cigars. I have tried everything with cigars, all kinds of cigars. And I realize it's nothing better than rum because the, and I love all the spirits. I love, I love all kinds of spirits. But when I smoke a cigar, I try with everything. The, the best single malts, the best, whatever. Rum is the best pairing with cigar for me. Some people say, no, I like uh, with, with, with wine. Okay, perfect. You can have it with, it's good. But yeah, for me, rum is, is the, the, to go to. And chocolate, I mean, if, you, if you're if providing a service, like at the bar, you have to provide a, the best service possible. If you're providing a service to a person, let me see if I can bend this a little bit. So you see the, the chocolates. Uh-huh. So you, you, you give them the cigar, you have to select the kind of chocolate, the kind of chocolate, how percentage of cacao, from where, from Mexico, Venezuela, Ecuador, what kind of chocolate you're gonna serve with your cigar, depending on your cigar, what kind of chocolate, how percentage, 73% cacao, uh, 82% cacao, black cacao. And like this, cigar cutter, cigar cutter, lighter, chocolate, cafecito, rum, whatever, somewhere in a, on a tray and a cigar. So it's not take your cigar and give me 20 bucks. It's not like that. It's, here your cigar and I give you the, the chocolate for free and I give you every this and it's it's a whole experience. It's a whole experience. It's not just selling cigars, it's selling an experience. It's selling on a, on a forgetting experience. And when you your first drink, you you never forget it, but you're 21. You're 21 and you have your first drink. Ah, oh, you never forget that moment. But you will never, you will never forget your first cigar and with who you you smoke the cigar with. So it's something that you 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 don't forget and you coming back all the time to smoke a cigar with that person that you smoke your first cigar, your first cigar with. And it's something that, that you have to give them the best. You know, I have a lot of a lot of people that they are owners of great companies, I mean f- famous people, and and they they going to La Trova to smoke a cigar with me or with another person if I'm if I'm not there with another because the service the service the details the 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 everything around the cigar it's not oh here's your cigar sit down and smoke the cigar no it's it's a you know like a experience the experience around the cigar and sit down and talk and, and and enjoy the chocolates and enjoy the coffee the cafe that is the same name sacrificio the coffee but it's a really good coffee as well so it's they is the whole the whole experience, the whole experience. It's not selling cigars, it's selling selling experience. That's the most important for me.
0: I love that you said that because I think of some of the best companies in the cigar industry and they, you know, they have great cigar products, but they focus so much on the experience and providing customers and just people with that experience of a great cigar um, in different settings. And those companies are the ones that are the most successful I've found. Um, you know, it's not, like you said, it's not just about making a cigar because anyone can really, you know, with the right connections, make a cigar, but to make, to give the people a good experience is like a whole different level. And it kind of, uh, kind of wraps up everything that we talked about today, which is, you know, it all goes back to hospitality and how you kind of foster those relationships and really get to know your customers and, really try to give them something that they will, um, a moment or experience or dinner or a cigar or drink that they're going to remember. And they're going to want to kind of recapture and come back for again and again. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. Um, at this point in the show, I like to kind of wrap up this part of the interview with two basic questions. The first of those questions is, do you have a philosophy that you live by?
1: Uh, I have a lot of philosophy. <laughs> okay, my my philosophy is always be positive, uh, focus in what you want, and never give up. Never give up on what you really want to do. Focus in, in your idea, in your goals, and fight for them. So you can do whatever you want, you want to do. It's just a matter of plan your life with a balance, have a balanced life, and and uh, and always be positive, and always always work hard in what you want, and you're gonna get it.
0: Um, the last of those, the questions for this part of the interview is: I would like you to finish the sentence. So Julio is
1: a Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> Julio is a Cuban cantinero. Coming uh, to the United States to make this dream come true—that is, to have a bar, to have a cigar, and to have a coffee.
0: Wonderful! Can you tell people what website they need to go to to keep up with you
1: and to also keep up with uh, Sacrificio? Yes. Sacrificio Cigars, yeah. dot com. Yeah, Sacrificio Is that the social media and? Um, yeah, sacrificiosigars.com, and sacrificiosigars is
0: a uh, Instagram. Awesome. I want to thank you for, for coming on today to the show. And I want to thank everyone for watching today. And um, Julio and I are going to be um, filming a, a couple of other things before we sign off. But for this part of the show, I would like, you know, to, like I say thank you everyone for watching. And if you miss any of this episode, uh, you can catch it at YouTube.com slash DeepCutsLive or at DeepCutsLive.com. We also have the audio version, which is on all the different uh, streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio. Um, And as my friend Ben would say, if you're not having a good day,
1: make it a great day. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs>